Hello and good day once again. Wow. It's been a while I've made this record and, you know, I have allowed tangible distractions to take away my attention from devoting time to Fringe and to this podcast. You know, one of the things I wanted to point out is the fact that this podcast is first to minister to myself. Now, in ministering to myself, I'm also sharing it to the world, right? And these are topics which I am reflecting about day in, day out. These are things that I ponder about, okay? Uh, But my obligation to making it is such that I wanted and I still would endeavor to at least every week have a 30 minutes podcast for which I would listen to and share with the world and it's amazing you know I I spoke to someone and I said that the distractions that we would have in our lives are very tangible reasonable distractions and that's exactly what I was faced with I wouldn't call all of it um, tangible somewhere obviously not even called for but it's all distractions still and it's brought me to this place where at least three weeks had passed (laughs) and here we are but this is my joy that we've gotten back to it and to make this record happen and so once again you're welcome to fringe a platform where believers connect to learn and to grow by the knowledge of christ looking into the puppet wheel of the father in the face and in the person of Jesus Christ. To pray for the sick and for the destitute, for the broken, and to build the complete person into the fullness of all that Christ, through his blood, have done and fulfilled for mankind. Via his death, his beautiful resurrection, and ultimately his sitting at the right hand of the Father. And this is the essence of fringe okay is to showcase what that all that jesus has done for us all right so in the past weeks we've been talking about righteousness and we looked at what righteousness was we looked at where our standing of righteousness was that righteousness was not anything that we could have done to attain to that right place with god but rather an exchange happened and that was what's all about uh, the previous chapters the previous discourse on righteousness were about and it brought us to this place where we're talking about now that we are righteous right we asked three basic questions how do i walk in this righteousness what does this righteousness entail and the last question what have i gotten as a result of this righteousness or rather, I think there's a fourth one, and how to completely build life safely in righteousness. All right, so I will quickly run through it, looking at the fact that we have very little time. How do we walk in this righteousness? You know, it's a very interesting question because when you're born human, you you don't actually ask the question of how do you be human. Or how do you act human 
now there's a general moral code which as humanity as human a human being we do not deviate from that okay and so it's the same life that we have in christ when we become righteous as a result of seeing what jesus has done accepting what jesus has done proclaiming what jesus has done for us for me for you it brings us to this mindset of the just Mm. now but daily we also need to remind ourselves to be built up in this mindset okay because it doesn't just come on us like that yes sure our hearts get changed and one of the things that we see is the longing to learn more about the things of god to associate more about the things of god you know in romans uh, jesus speaking through the writings of paul he said because these people have refused to acknowledge that god actually is and therefore he's let them be to reprobate minds and you see god calling us to himself is first he that did it now he didn't just call us he perfected all of it and so how do i walk in this righteousness you know it brings me to one of the first question one of the few questions in those days that someone asked me and i had to reflect she she was like how do you do righteousness because it's a verse of the scripture right but we don't actually really do righteousness because it's a gift we are righteous now to be holy we are separated holy but we need to now present ourselves present our minds present our being to this state that we are it is isn't that amazing because when you see what god has done he didn't first of all make a better person for a, for you know for the heaven for the heavenly place no rather he made us himself then for heaven afterwards you know you, you would have thought like okay i'll build a city first then i'll fill it no rather god god made the people first to fill the city heaven has been done heaven has been perfected or rather we have been perfected made citizens of heaven we have our passports already we have our citizenship already and heaven is being prepared so i wouldn't go into that today because um, let's not confuse and deviate from the subject but trust me we have a lot and tons of things to talk about what am i even trying to answer just this first question there are all the other things that are already in my mind right how do i walk in righteousness it is to be conscious of where we are romans chapter 8 verse 1 there is therefore now no condemnation is to first be aware that you cannot be condemned that is having the mindset of righteousness okay and this actually is you know this is that mindset sprung our hearts you know uh, you know when i say sprung i mean you know i like the ideology of our hearts like a, a guitar springs you know like strings of a guitar and then you're plucking it and you see that's what god has done because he has sprung he's the one you know stringing the git the the, the, spring, the 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 strings of our hearts to his kind of tune and so with that nature 
we tend to the themes of God, we tend to want to learn more about Him. There are various scriptures, especially in the letters of Apostle Paul, that talks about this that we have. But since we are on part three, I would also like to read a verse of the scripture for us quickly just to bring it home. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. You know, this is where we started from. And since we are on the third part and almost coming to the close of this series, you know, reigning in life is as a result of this gift of righteousness and you know when you read chapter 6 chapter 7 and then chapter 8 of righteous of our romans i said righteousness not rather of romans it didn't talk about doing righteousness rather he talked about being led of the spirit okay it was about that's what you know being aware of the standing of righteousness it doesn't say that it doesn't say that there's something that we should do no it says just being aware that jesus had paid the price being aware not being entangled again with the yoke of bondage recognizing that by one that is how you walk in righteousness again the scripture comes to my mind you know it's actually one of the scriptures that we've quoted over and over and over but it makes good for us to look at it again it's in the book of isaiah chapter 53 and the last part of it it says i will read verse 10 yet it pleased the lord to bruise him he had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Beautiful. You see, how do you walk in righteousness? Keeping your eyes on Jesus, all that he has done there and that is our transformation. This takes us to the next question. What does this righteousness entails? You know, I just got a job recently and one of the things I want to see is what does this job entails? What benefits do I have? And I saw that it had the cover for my dent, my dental cover. It's got my general check it's got my even my eye checks you know and i was like wow fine benefits and i could also ask someone else if i wanted now this is the same question here so what does this righteousness entails now this is what this is the essence of what we have the bible for everything that jesus has we have <laughs> 
Look, I am not Christ. I am part of the body of Christ. You see, the church is the body of Christ. I am part of the church. All that Jesus have, we have. This is the reason why I'm not afraid of demons, of the devil, of of karma, that that demonic spirit, or or of a disease, or of luck. No. (laughs) Because all that Jesus has is for me. You know, we wouldn't have a lot of time to be looking at each part of the scriptures, but this is this is what this life is all about. We have the mind of Christ. You see, Jesus says, I give unto you dominion. <laughs> all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. I give I, and I say to you, I give unto you. So now we now it makes good for us to go look at the scriptures. Look for all of these. That has been given to us you know i have this thing that happens to my on my phone and i actually do enjoy it you know i was listening to music over and over today and all of a sudden a message sprung up on my phone I, I, you know I, it happens a lot of time i don't even put the phone i don't set it on a, a kind of i put the kind of music i want but then somehow and i put it on repeat and somehow the phone chooses a different you know music or even a message sometime and this time around it chose a particular message and i was like okay i would hear that to the end of the day the believer's authority that was by papa hagen and all that jesus has all that he has right now sitting on the right hand of the father if you are a believer you have the same since you are part of christ that is what this entails so you call it fault. You call fault your healing. You call fault your peace of mind. You call fault your health. You call fault your money. You call fault all the things that pertains to life, to godliness. That's what this righteousness entails. Let's look at Abraham. <laughs> Beautiful picture of righteousness. Abraham was so aware that he was righteous. You know, I don't believe Abraham was careful about how he was walking until God had to tell him that, look, let's break a covenant. Let it be in your flesh that you might remember it. But I am convinced that Abraham was so aware of his right stand with God (laughs) that he knew that heaven was going to back him. He stood up and said, look, I'm going to free my, 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 my little nephew. And went to the city of Sodom and of Gomorrah, the two kings which were taken. And of course, rescued five kings from the hands of four that had been captured. And that was when Melchizedek came to him. God did not ask Abraham to go up against that city. I am convinced Abraham did that knowing that God was for him. How did I know? Because when Abraham met the king of Salem, he said to him, Look, no, no, no. The king of Gomorrah said uh, to Abraham, Take the take the wealth, right? Give me the people. And Abraham said, Look, I, 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 I have lifted up my hands to the God Most High. I will not take a soul or a latchet from you. So that you don't say you made Abraham rich. 
and Abraham knew. But then he gave the 10% to the king of Salem. So did Abraham knew he was righteous? Yes, Abraham knew he was very righteous. Now, there was something else again I was looking at and I wrote it down, you know. Um, I've wrote, I, I listened to some very anointed men of God. Huge, huge respect. And I do not annul their teachings. I, I, I still... I feed on it till tomorrow. But then there's something he said about the Apostle Paul and a couple of men in the scriptures. You know, he might have seen their faults. But I don't believe that Apostle Paul erred when he tried to bend to the custom of the Jew. Why? Because in Corinthians, you see Apostle Paul's reason why he did what he did in the book of Acts. And so he didn't miss it. Now, why would I say that? Because what does this righteousness entail? It is almost as though there is an unconscious walking of this life out of us. Yeah. We saw that in Abraham. Where he does things. You know, God came to Abraham and he was like, I'm going to Sodom to destroy it. And he stood to intercede and God was not mad. And again, you see God actually in Isaiah saying, Come, though your sins are like this, I will make it white. He didn't have to teach Abraham that. Abraham, you know, and this, I respect Papa Hagin so much. And he said this. He says some of our strongest work with God, some of our strongest exhibits of the act of faith will be an unconscious display of faith. I just modify that. Well, it will be an outpouring of an act of faith. You know, an outpouring of a feat of faith, an outpouring of a demonstration of faith. And we would not even be aware of it. That's how this righteousness plays itself out. And that's what you see Abraham does. And so, yeah, but in a way, you can actually look at it as though the righteous man erred or the righteous man failed. But in reality, if you look from the perspective of God, has he failed? Ha, has he erred? No. And so, and so, living this life of faith and this righteous life is a very relaxing life that we have. Again, Elijah, you know, Someone said that Elijah actually ran back to the mountain of law. No, that's all that he had. <laughs> you know, he didn't have any other thing to run back to. But that solace, that place of solitude. And so when he was afraid of what the queen, queen, um, was it was the name of the queen, the, the king Ahab and Jezebel. Now, and he was afraid of, of her for the threat. She, she was like, I'm going to cut your head off. You just killed my own prophets, right? You're dead. And then he ran. Now, but God fed him. God ministered to him. And for 40 days, he went back. But why, did, why would he go to, the, to Mount Horeb? Because that's his place of divine solitude. That's all that he had Mount Horeb and so 
why am I pointing all of this out? Is to see that this life of faith, this life of righteousness, it works itself out of us. Unconsciously first, but then being conscious, we will also work it out. Now, that brings us to the third part. What have I gotten as a result of this righteousness? Freedom of expression. Prayer before the Father. Inheritance in Christ. Demon masters. Promises. Declarations. Let me go slowly over this point. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to quickly address each of these points. Freedom of expression. I'm not tied down by sin. Sin is not my master. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we're careless, but we're not slaves of sin. We are slaves of righteousness. You see? And so I'm not careful to be afraid. I'm not watching my back. I don't want to sin. My nature, look, read the book of Romans chapter 5 and, and then look at the Corinthians. Above Paul's tell you that, look, in me, in my body, there's this that wants to do wrong. He says, but me, I'm sold out to Christ. He says, it is not me. It's not I that do these things anymore. It's that sin. Mm, that entity. But in for you, your real self, you have the freedom of expression. So that, that guilt, that sin guilt and sin consciousness in my own life is gone. <laughs> I err and I talk to God and I'm so sorry. I walk in the valley of the shadows of death. I know God is with me there. That prayer before the prayer before the Father. You see, that's the reason why I can come making he said, come boldly before the throne of grace. There you receive mercy. That's why I can come. That is why I am there. <laughs> that's what we have inheritance in christ all i'll say it again you see the blessings of abraham might rest on the on the lot of the gentile it has rested on me i go to find out all that there is i expect people to favor me i expect very strange favor in fact and i see it you see not because of who i am but because of whose that I am not because of the things I've done but because of all that Jesus in his death burial and resurrection have done for me demon masters I'm not subject to every to, to, to demons and devils no they listen to me not because of my voice not because I'm the strongest but because Jesus says the works I do greater you will do Uja say I'm with you always you say I give unto you power I give unto you dominion. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. <laughs> promises. I can't even go over promises. That's what the scripture is filled by. You know. Psalm 23. Yes. Psalm 91. <laughs> Isaiah 53. You know. Colossians. Ephesians. All of those. The eyes of our understanding, ears that we have to hear, the gifts of the Spirit. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. Then declarations 
of promises, declarations of words of our lives. Yeah. Apostle Paul talking to Timothy says, fan into flame. You see that gift that was impacted onto you by the laying on of hands and by prophecies. You see, prophecies are declarations. We hold on to them. Mm. And, in, and in the act of declaration, you, are, you know, that's when you, so you see that too play out at the same time. <laughs> then Hebrews chapter 11, you know, they're held onto faith. What's faith? Acting in light of the words that has been spoken in the, for us in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. <laughs> we hold on to, he says, we may not obtain their dead back from the life. So those are declarations. And then we, we also say the same things. And then we're coming to the last one. How to completely build our life safely with righteousness. In this righteousness that we, ha- that we have wherein we stand. In the book of Jude, go read it and go explore it. I'll just explain and then I'm sure we can have the time to read it. He said the tongue is a little member. But it set ablaze the course of life. The tongue. <laughs> and how does the tongue set ablaze the course of life? In Romans chapter 8, it says, I will give you a tongue. It says, I know, no, no, Romans chapter 8 says, Look, I know, message translation, I know you want to pray for me. We said, But you don't even know how to pray to me. He said, You don't even have the words enough <laughs> to pray to me. He said, our aching groans, our wordless signs become, become words of, becomes a prayer of itself. And Jesus, during his time, says, when you stand, don't even worry about what to say. He said, I will give you a tongue and a mouth that they will not be able to gainsay. And now we have the gift of the Spirit, as in the book of Jude. The tongue, the littlest member. This is why... I spend part of my day just resting in tongues, just enjoying the time that I have in tongues. This is what makes my day, right? So, and we have this tongue for the building of our life. We have this tongue for the edification of ourselves. We have this tongue for setting our right, the cost of life and destiny. This is what we have this tongue of the spirit for. And I'm going to I'm going to end on this note that So looking through all that Jesus has done for us, our walk is not just the walk just random, but as a walk in righteousness. Righteousness entails who we are. That is who we are, right? The result of righteousness, the freedom of expression, the prayer before the Father, the inheritance in Christ, demon masters, promises and declarations. And then finally, building of life, our life particularly. You see, I'll just rest on this this speaking in tongues a little bit. And you see the life of Apostle Paul. He was talking, he said, look, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Talking to the Corinthian church, he said, but in my, when I'm in public, I would speak in edification to the building, right, of the church. But in his own personal, private self, 
he said he spoke in tongues now let me even just leave let me just encompass just the corinthian church he said more than all of you can you imagine how much that great apostle spoke in tongue more than all of the people that were there amazing amazing and amazing and the gift of tongues is what none of the people none of the prophets none of the kings in the old testament had only the believers in christ after his death burial and resurrection <laughs> here we pray and we can never miss it when we pray in tongues here we speak mysteries unto god and we are always right here we rest in this beautiful hope that our lives are secured resting in tongues spending you know um someone had done research about tongues and speaking in tongues aside from the fact that the spiritual benefits of it but it also the research had pointed out even the physical evidence to our body right you know how he shoots the body with enough <laughs> endorphins you know greater than what any morphine could give to the body plus health that it impacts but i believe that there's so much more we don't even know that we can't even quantify so this is all that we have in righteousness right so and i would encourage you greatly if you have never had anyone pray with you before laid hand on you before if you actually have not been speaking in tongues please feel free to contact me i will be available to speak with you to encourage you there let's get on this together let's you see let let that guilt let that sin consciousness die always have it before your mind that you are the righteousness of god let it be the first thing and always the first thing that you think about when you wake up even when you go to bed that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and fan it into flame all the gifts of the spirit by speaking in tongues if you can 90% of the time just spend it in tongues So this is fringe and this is all that we have for the series righteousness. In next coming series we'll be talking about what is love. It will be beautiful beautiful a beautiful exposition. So please stay with us. Get in contact with us. Let us hear your thoughts. And until next time, God loves you.